staying sane. Representative Gates is sane. Oh yeah, welcome back to All Things Sane. We're broadcasting today from the North Carolina Legislative Building, uh, specifically from uh, 1326, my office. Uh, joining with me today, I've got Representative Ray Pickett of Watauga, Ash County, and you've got another county too, don't you? Allegheny as well. Allegheny as well. So he's got a, a little bigger bigger district geographically than, than uh, uh, your host has, but uh, we are back in Raleigh today. Uh, we're going to have, a, I'm sure, a quick hour, uh, a couple things Ray and I are going to talk about, sorry, Representative Pickett and I are going to talk about, uh, is what is happening today at the legislation. Why are we here? Uh, I think it'll be a historical day. Uh, I think it will. We got a, We just walked out of caucus, the Republican House caucus, and uh, we were pre- previewing uh, what looks to be a very busy day today. Uh, I think we go into session about four this afternoon, uh, somewhere around there, and which you can watch live on YouTube. Uh, you know, in, in case your you know your cable's not working or you, you're just really bored, uh, but you can watch live. Uh, it will be pretty historical. Uh, as I look at the calendar, we're, we're find this calendar at ncleg.gov. Uh, uh, but Ray, looks like we've got what one, two, three, four, five bills that uh, are ready for override. Yeah, we do. It looks like we'd be another historical day. We've done it one time this year, and I think it's some good policy that I think we need to go ahead and get moving. Well, we're going to do that. I mean, the governor last week was uh, encouraging us to come back to work. And yes, so, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to take his advice today. I'm back, uh, ready to go to work. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll do that uh, in short order. Uh, ongoing has been the budget talks. Uh, as many of you know, we talk about it, uh, or have talked about it at least every week we've been on the air. Uh, budgets in North Carolina, because of a, a little bill that was passed back in 2016, uh, we continue government. Government has continuity here in North Carolina. It's not like Washington, D.C., where everything shuts down, uh, where, where we're at a standstill. No, that doesn't happen. We continue on with the, the previous year's budget. So things are funded. Things are going on. It's just really the new funding, uh, special projects, new initiatives from state government that are on hold right now. July 1 was our normal deadline, uh, like many legislators before us, legislatures before us, um, we didn't make that deadline. No, uh, it, it's, a, it's a very big budget, and there's a lot of things that are discussed. And, Ray, you've got a lot of big-ticket items uh, that you oversee because you oversee our university system in, in your role. Yes, it, I do. And when you talk about the budget, and I know we would love to have it done by July 1, but to me it's better to get it done right than it is to get it done quick to make sure that we got the projects that need to be done the state funding that needs to be there is put in the right places and does the right things for what we need. Yeah, that's right. These are serious things that we decide for, for our state. And, and so uh, having a serious discussion and, and look, ironing out differences. There were vast differences between the House and the Senate budget and also from the governor's budget. So these things don't resolve just overnight, uh, but we have been working hard, uh, even when we've not been here in Raleigh. Turns out you can have virtual meetings. We learned that during the pandemic, since our governor shut down every business in, in North Carolina at the time. We found new, new ways to yes, do business. We, uh, we do the same thing, uh, just like you're seeing us today. Uh, we are working here, but we've done remote broadcasts. You joined me in Orlando yes. when we were at, at ALEC and uh, wanted to communicate uh, any way that we can uh, and be as transparent as possible. Uh, on the rides today, we've got, uh, we've got, Charter school omnibus bill, uh, that's that's on the docket. We've got uh, a code council reorganization and various code amendments. I don't pick the names, by the way. Uh, we could probably come up with something a little more creative yeah. than those. Uh, Fairness and Women's Sports Act, that's, uh, you know, dudes playing and in, 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 yes. in women's sports. That's uh, 
I don't know. Kind of been a hot topic uh, in the nation and, uh, and quite frankly, here in, in North Carolina for a while. Uh, so that's that's on there as well. The governor had vetoed that. Keep in mind when he vetoes it, it means he doesn't agree with it. And uh, so we, we have a difference of opinion and uh, we'll, we'll uh, get our way at the end of the day today. Um, we also have Charter School Review Board, a bill that he, he uh, vetoed, as well as another bill dealing with gender transi transition in minors. So the, these five items are on the docket. Uh, big day. Uh, also big day on the show. You and I are going to be joined uh, here in a bit. Since you're my university guy, we've got the new head coach of UNC Charlotte, Biff Pogey. And uh, if you haven't watched this guy, uh, he is amazing. He is, uh, he is a, kind of an old school smash mouth football coach. When you think about football coaches, this is my guy. And uh, we've got to, got to know him over the last several months. Uh, just a super human being, uh, despite football. Uh, it really invests a lot of time and energy in the personal life of the kids that he coaches. And he's just got a great story. We'll, we'll pick his brain a little bit. I think he'll be on around, uh, at, the, uh, at 1130. So, but we'll discuss too, everything that's going to go on here today. We, our colleagues, like I said, we, uh, we mercifully got to walk out of caucus as they're still discussing uh, what the day is going to look like. Uh, and if you don't know what caucus is, that's when the, when the, the, the members of the one party or the other get together and, and, and sort out what, what it is that they're going to do either for the day, for the week. We got an update on the budget from the speaker, kind of how those things are going. Uh, those, those budget negotiations are going between the House and Senate, uh, between the leaders of those of both respective chambers. But again, you're listening to all things saying we really appreciate uh, the fact that you can watch, the fact that you can listen here on WSIC. Um, we, this is our, I think I heard Justin this morning say this is our third remote for this show. Uh, so we're testing out the technology. It's kind of apropos. I'm a tech guy. Uh, so, so we get to push the limit here. But it seems to be working so far. The only thing you'll notice is, is Ray and I are in the same camera shot. I haven't got the multi-camera system set up here in the office. <laughs> Won't IT guy. So, uh, well, <laughs> I got to have time to do it, right? Uh, Ray, you represent kind of the mountain areas, uh, Appalachian. We're going to talk football later. Yes. Appalachian's a big football school. Yes, it is. Big games coming up. Very big game. What, what else? What, who, who is App playing this year? Well, the first big one is going to be East Carolina University's coming to Boone. Yeah. That's going to be a big one. Um, we sort of have a little bit of rivalry going on with East Carolina. We played them down in Charlotte, and now they're coming up to Boone. I have lots of friends from East Carolina. My sister actually graduated from East Carolina. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to have them come up and continue this rivalry that's only good for the state. It, I mean, people come into there and spend a lot of money in the area, wherever they're going. So it's a big economic impact. It, it is a big economic impact. People from outside the state come. You know, um, the last big game I was at at Appalachian was when uh, Carolina last year yes. was playing. And uh, at in Boone, and I don't think there was an empty seat in the place. No, we added extra seats, and and probably will do the same this year. We I will. imagine for for ECU yes, because will. it will be uh, ECU has a loyal following, and they will they will tra traverse the state and uh, make their way up the mountains for sure to see that game. Yes, and that's that's going to be fun. Any other big games that are that are at home? Not at home. We are having a big away game. We're actually going out to play University of Wyoming. All right. Yeah, um, I'm going to travel out with the team, and I think that's going to be a great time. That's awesome. Well, UNC Charlotte, and we'll let the coach talk about it, but uh, he's a Baltimore guy, and uh, they're playing Maryland this year. So that that was uh, on, on the uh, uh, schedule already, mm -hmm. and uh, so he gets to go back to, to where he knows a lot of folks and kind of the, the hometown and, and uh, see what happens when we take on Maryland. Yeah. It, UNC Charlotte, this is a new coach, and, uh, the, the, uh, you know, had some changes. Uh, wasn't having a great uh, record at the time. Uh, brought in this new coach, and actually – 
did incredible job with the portal. We hear about the portal where these mm-hmm. athletes are able to then, you know, have a lot more freedom and, uh, and change schools. And uh, I think, I think it was 52 new members of the team in Charlotte. Wow. That's a lot. Huge, huge. So it's, it's not the team from last year. There's a lot of, a lot of same guys for sure, but it's a whole different scheme, whole different uh, coaching staff. Uh, my son and I had the opportunity to go down on the field uh, Sunday a week ago at practice and just kind of 60. watch and see how they, inter, you know, interacted, uh, all the energy. Um, it's going to be fun, but I know you and I both love football season and yeah. uh, app never disappoints. It's a great football town. It is. We have a great time and I look forward to getting app state and UNC Charlotte into a back and forth matchup. I think that would be outstanding for the two schools to get that going. Well, there's a lot of rumors floating around seconds. about realignment. There is. And uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe one day they can end up in the same conference, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe we get ECU app and UNC Charlotte in the same conference. Yes, that'd be that'd huge. Be great. Well, we are you are listening to All Things Sane. We are broadcasting live from the legislative building here in Raleigh 15. on a very historical veto day. Uh, we will be back here in just a moment after the break to tell you a little bit more about what's happening here in Raleigh. Thanks for listening to All Things Same. And welcome back. You are watching and listening to All Things Sane, uh, depending on, on which uh, medium you're, you're reaching us. Uh, we do this as a podcast, too. So after the show, uh, you can always go back and use whatever you use, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Uh, I think uh, Justin and Bill and everybody at the station, they've done all the technical work on the back end. So you can get it about any way, anywhere you get a podcast. I think you could probably get it, uh, which is pretty cool. I get a lot of people say that they, they don't have they can't watch it during the day uh, when we broadcast, but they go back and listen to the, to the podcast. So uh, uh, we see that on the downloads, too. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it is a great opportunity. I'm Representative Jason Sane, your host. Great opportunity to talk with, with you and go face-to-face uh, each week uh, so that we can talk about what's going on in Raleigh. It does impact your life, uh, whether you know it or not. Uh, you know, we work on a lot of things. I've, I've got uh, with me Representative Ray Pickett. Uh, he represents, uh, I'll say, Allegheny first. Ash and Watauga counties. Uh, you you live in in Watauga. Yes. And uh, you were prior to you were a city councilman. Is that correct? I was uh, town of Blowing Rock, and my wife currently is a city council member in Keep, Blowing Rock. Keeping it in the family. That's right. <laughs> well, that's that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, my mother was a county commissioner, and there's nothing like serving uh, on a local board like that because you really are uh, you know face to face with every decision uh, you make. You're face to face with with with. Uh, your constituents every day. You go to the grocery store, you go to get gas. Um, you're oh, very close. You're very close and you, you get to hear it. And sometimes <laughs> yes, you don't do. get to enjoy lunch, but that's uh, right. <laughs> that's okay. It's part of the job. It is. Right? It's part of the job. Uh, my, my wife was uh, uh, always amazed at, uh, you know, people's concept of, hey, do you have just a minute? And people's concept of a minute. But yes. uh, <laughs> hey, the food's cold. It's okay. It's, it, it is fun though to get out and uh, talk with constituents. Uh, you get, you know, immediate, you know, affirmation or disapproval if yes. something you've done that, that, that they don't like uh people aren't bashful uh you know and and i i know you do i do too appreciate just the feedback uh, to know that one people pay attention yes uh, doesn't you know we're, we're human beings we're not perfect we're not going to get right every time but 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 getting the feedback um and i know with the the, the bills that we we're going to veto override today or override the veto say that the right way um we've got a lot of feedback on those bills yes that, some of the hottest issues of our day. Yes. Um, 
when you think about uh, this the, the gender uh, stuff that's going on in sports, um, I, quite frankly, when I first came to the legislature, I never imagined that we'd even be considering such legislation, that it was yeah, even needed. About it. Yeah, never thought about it. And it's certainly something I didn't run on. I don't think you ran on these no. issues, that, but but these are the things that are that come our way. Um, you know, serving in the legislature takes a lot of time. I don't think people realize uh, the time back and forth um, that you don't, that you spend away from home. Um, you, you, you like me, I think when you came up the first year, uh, you, you were, you were sort of camping out, weren't you? Yeah. I, I had an RV and stayed in it and it worked out wonderful, but I've, I've moved into town now. And after a while, when you, when you've got to uh, haul everything you've got forward and backwards each week, it, uh, it gets a little old. Yes, it does. Uh, but we spent a lot of time, uh, here at the legislature. It is August. Um, you know, we started in January, um, and, you know, kind of took a couple of months to really get started, but we're here every week. And, um, you know, for the governor to say that the legislature needs to get back to work, just kind of, um, you know, more political grand, you know, yes. grandstanding, but we've been working, been working for a long time. And, and so, uh, with that in mind though, uh, the time commitment, uh, is important for people to understand. It, it's not something that you can just walk away from. People have issues that pop up literally overnight sometimes yes. uh, with state government and they need their legislator to help them. So I know you do a lot of that. Um, you've got good staff too. I know you, you've got uh, people who work for you that uh, are, are young people. They're, 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 uh, they're really smart. Uh, you've had good fortune of having some great people work for you. Yes. Uh, Joseph Farakoukas has done a great job for me. If it wasn't for them, we couldn't do what we do. Yeah. It's the communication back and forth, we would never be able to do it between committee meetings, session. They really help of going through our communications and seeing which ones are priorities. He comes in my office every morning when I get in and comes in with a list of, okay, here's what I've done. I think we need to take care of this, this, and this. This person needs this help. And we try to prioritize what we've got to do that day. Most important things, of course, we get those done first. Yeah, no, that's right. It is just the email alone, the volume of email. Yes. You know, every. Every once in a while, we'll we'll all miss it here in my office, right? Because because we we'll get you know flooded all of a sudden at, at, from a we're hour long period of, of emails. And an unfortunate part about that is because I mean it's it's great that people can you know, send those things to you, but when you get them in bulk, sometimes you actually miss a real constituent issue. Yes. Uh, we do we do a very good job, and, and the people that that are working behind us trying to track that, make sure that we get to respond to everyone as as quickly as we can. Uh, and try to help them with their issue. But uh, I'll just tell you, you know, if, if you're one of my constituents and we miss something, we are human. Uh, we call you and tell you we missed it. Uh, and, and then we take care of it as yes. quickly as we can. Generally, generally don't, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it, know. There, there's also a lot of stuff that comes through this junk. That, right. You know, junk mail still gets through to us too. And you have to weed through that as well and try to make sure you don't miss your constituents. Yeah, you think your inbox at home is full of spam. Uh, you should yeah. come, come see the legislators because our... Our, our uh, email addresses get published on a lot of things yes. and, and the little bots pick it up and we end up with, with so much junk that we have to sort through. Our, our IT staff does a good job too about trying to identify that and eliminating it before it ever gets to our inbox. Yes. But uh, ne never, never uh, they never rest. Uh, the, the spammers are very active. Yes, they are. And uh, we get to see a lot of that. Uh, we're going to have on the show at 1130, uh, Coach Biff Poggi is from UNC Charlotte is going to be calling in. Um, I think he's, he's been out on the field, you know, it's, uh, they've been practicing, practicing hard. Yes. Uh, I was there Monday morning watching a scrimmage, 
you know, I, I'm a huge football fan and, and a huge fan of UNC Charlotte. That's my alma mater. And, uh, and it was great just to – Chancellor was down there, athletic director was down there, just just watching them and, you know, execute plays and watching the, the offense and the defense, uh, watch the coach, you know, do what coaches do, um, you know, encouraging, but also, you know, fussing because, you know, one little thing wasn't executed correctly uh, and they want perfection. And, uh, you know, we want it here. We want to do as best we can. We do. Um, so as, as things pop up in, in your life, uh, whether you're listening in, in Ray's district or listening in mine or elsewhere, contact your legislator. They a lot of times can help and on, on different things, particularly with state issues. But also we help direct traffic sometimes. I, I send a lot of things to uh, Senator Burr's office and to, well, not Senator Burr anymore, but uh, since he's retired, but uh, uh, Senator Tillis, um, you know, our, our legislative delegation, uh, Senator Budd. Uh, Representative McHenry is my my representative. You have Representative Virginia Fox, yeah. so we we you know do a lot of interfacing with our our federal counterparts, and then vice versa too with with our local folks. Since you come from a local background, you you kind of know immediately what is what is in your purview and what is in in the local city yes. council or county commission purview. That's right, and and encourage them to communicate with us. Don't don't think because we went to Raleigh. You can't communicate with us. Right. We have to. We don't know what your issues are if you don't communicate with us. And those town managers and councils, they have to communicate with us. We can help them, but they just let us know. That, that's right, and 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 and, and do our best. Uh, I've got a meeting on Friday with the uh, mayor of Charlotte. Um, you know, not not my constituent, but but I'm a Charlotte area guy. My mm -hmm. my, my district bumps up against Mecklenburg County. Uh, you know, so it's not even it's not even restricted just to our districts. Uh, yeah. we, you and I entertain people from all across the state uh, when they call and and um, you know want want to gain um, you know a, a meeting with us and talk with us. We we certainly do that too. So it's a uh, it, we have a wonderful state. It's very diverse. We, you know, you and I are on three twenty one together. We're not that far apart. No. I, I go out and have lunch with Ray, and it's it's uh, just a quick trip. Plus, I love going, especially when it's hot like it is. Yes, if good I place to be. If I can shave off a few degrees uh, of temperature, uh, uh, I'll, I'll go up the mountain. Uh, but uh, but really, just from you, you get by working with the university systems, you really get to see it all. You you go from the mountains to the coast and elsewhere and in between. Yeah, I just weeks or so ago, I was in Greenville, at East Carolina, for a joint collaboration with dental school with UNC Pembroke mm -hmm. to have an assurance between. Pembroke and East Carolina's dental school to have them have an assured spot from there. So two schools collaborating and getting a chance to visit with those chancellors and see how they're working to make everything in our state better, to make our rural dentistry better. Because they concentrate on getting students into that school and back into a rural district in North Carolina. They're not sending them off somewhere else. Well, that's 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 a great point. Um, you know, we can all be critical, especially as conservatives of the university systems. Uh, sometimes yes. what we see in headlines, you, you, you know, that's, that's what makes it to the news. But, but what doesn't happen is it doesn't necessarily get talked about a lot. It's a lot of the good things that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, I know the chancellor at, at, at ECU and at, and at Pembroke are very uh, in tune with realizing that there's a, there's a rural healthcare crisis, just getting, uh, you know, things like dentistry mm -hmm. out, out to, to people in, in places that are a little harder to reach. Uh, that maybe haven't been, you know, at the advantage of, of having a critical mass of people because it is rural. Uh, and so they don't end up with, you know, a lot of doctors and a lot of dentists and a lot of healthcare choices. Uh, one of the things that working with the chancellor at, at UNC Pembroke just uh, a couple of years ago, 
uh, during the pandemic, we started with mobile trailers delivering healthcare yes. uh, from the university, uh, you know, clinics and things of that nature, and just doing it. It's basically a, a mobile uh, healthcare unit uh, on a, on a you know, tractor trailer, uh, and they just drop it into the communities, which mm-hmm. is a which is a great way to do it. If it's not there, bring it to it. Right? Yeah. They also have um, mobile RVs at USC Pembroke that they yep. can just drive around. It expands out just like a motorhome. They got exam rooms in there, and they can go help people that just don't have access to healthcare. Well, you know, if if the, if the issue is it's not in your area, bring it to your area, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're doing a lot of that as we as we look and fund some of the things that, that are really important in the state. That is incredibly important. Yes, um, and so we we, you know, as we look at the rural areas and how seconds. we can improve, that that is huge for us. And and you represent a very rural area. Uh, I've got a, a good mix. I mean, you've got you've got towns certainly yeah. that aren't rural, uh, but then you don't have you don't have to go too far out of town no. to get pretty rural very uh, quickly. Very quick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, nor me. Uh, you know, I have a dairy farm in my backyard. So uh, uh, <laughs> thirty seconds. Uh, you are listening to All Things Sane. I've got my uh, partner here, Representative Ray Pickett. Uh, he represents Allegheny, Ash, and Watauga County. Uh, just having a chat today on All Things Sane. Uh, up next, after the break, we're going to have Coach 15. Hoji, the UNC Charlotte head coach. Really appreciate you listening and watching today here on All Things Sane. And welcome back to All Things Sane. want to thank my colleague, Representative Ray Pickett, who represents Watauga, Ash, Allegheny Counties, uh, stopping in. We had just walked out of caucus a few minutes ago and had the opportunity to get him on and, and catch up just a little bit. He's, uh, he's a good friend, and uh, we spent a lot of time together up here at the, at the legislature. Uh, our districts aren't too far apart, and uh, he'll come down to Lincolnton, and I'll, I'll go up to, to Boone and Blowing Rock and have lunch with him every now and then and, and, uh, when we're not in session. But we are in session. Today is going to be a, another historical day, one for the record books. Uh, we've got uh, several, uh, actually five, uh, bills where the governor has vetoed those bills, and we're going to vote to override those later today. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be broadcast on, on YouTube television, uh, or, or not YouTube television, but on YouTube. You can catch it there. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll have a, a, a full day for sure. Uh, joining me, if we've got our technology correct, uh, I've got on the phone a, a good friend, someone who is who I, I hadn't known a long time, uh, but when you meet someone and you just immediately connect and you know you like this guy, uh, I've got the head coach of UNC Charlotte football, Biff Poggi, is on the line. Uh, coach, how are you, sir? How are you, my friend? Good to be with you. Well, I'm, I'm great. Uh, other than uh, it's hot, I'm in a suit, and we're in Raleigh, but uh, I, I bet you've been uh, a little warm this this morning, too. Uh, how, how did practice go? It was really good. It was a good day today, uh, Jason. We um, very spirited, and, uh, you know, they practice hard, and uh, they want to they be good, and that is 99% of the battle right there. Well, I, I, I teased uh, you're coming on the show. I had a good friend of mine, Representative Ray Pickett, who, who oversees uh, a lot of what happens in the university system, uh, his role in the House, uh, among many roles that he has, but that's one of them. Uh, we were talking about some of the, uh, the, the, the games that are coming up. Uh, he, he's an Appalachian guy because he's, that's where he represents. He's, he's got Watauga County. Uh, they've got a big game coming up with ECU. 
Uh, but you've got some uh, some pretty big uh, big names on on the calendar that are that are coming up, and you're preparing for those. Uh, preview preview a little bit for me. Uh, what, what what do you what do you have? How do you, who's the season opener, and, and what are the big games? So we we play uh, at home. We open at home against South Carolina State, who is a, has a very good program, a lot of great players, and they're re- really well coached. Um, you know, a new coach on defense, but uh, um, re- really well coached. And uh, then we go to the University of Maryland and play. That game will be on national TV on NBC. It's the feature Big Ten game um, at 7:30. And obviously Maryland's a Big Ten East team and uh, very, very talented, very talented and very well coached. And um, that's my stomping grounds up there where I'm kind of from. I'm from Maryland. So uh, that'll be a really tough test. And then we come back and we play Georgia State at home. Another really, really good football team that is solid and well coached and a lot of good, tough kids. And then the fourth game, we go to uh, we go to Florida to play in uh, Gainesville at night in the swamp, and that's how we started off. Wow! Well, that's uh, uh, a a lot to chew right out of the gate uh, with, with the Gators <laughs> and and with Maryland. Uh, that that's huge. That's huge. Uh, you're getting a lot of uh, recognition. Uh, I know you love press conferences and taking questions. Uh, and uh, you had a great interaction on the media day. Uh, I uh, I know they they just bombarded you with so many so many questions. I think you were impressed with just how many questions they had for Charlotte. Yeah, I was really happy. I mean, um, <laughs> you know the the yeah they just really really just wanted to ask me a bunch of things, three questions. So, um, and uh, and that kind of. Uh, you know, I, here's how I took that, Jason, and you and I, I, I agree completely what you said in the intro. You just know guys that you feel like you've known forever, and, like, I, I feel like you and I would have been buddies, like, growing up, you know, in the same neighborhood, right, you know, and just yep. lifelong friends. But you'll know this when I say this to you, you know, like, I didn't take that personally from me. I took that as an affrontery to our players, and, and if you're going to do that, you're going to get my wrath. And um, yeah. whether you like it or not, and and um, and and you know, my job is to love and protect our players. And geez, even if you think we're going to stink, right? Which obviously you do. These guys did think that we're going to stink. Have at least enough class to not make it so obvious, right? Right. No, that's right. I mean, there, you know, what 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 uh, you know, my mom would say growing up. You know, there's there's something to be said for for just being nice. Uh, not that you're asking for them to go right. easy on you, but you know, have a little respect for anybody you meet uh, and and meet them where they're at. And I, I think you're right. I think that's uh, that was lost. I mean, maybe it's a uh, you know just a, a a part of our culture today, but it doesn't have to be. And that's not your culture uh, with with those those boys that are playing for you. Uh, I've I've been down on the field with you. I see how you interact with these guys on and off the field, uh, which I think is 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 a bigger tribute to what you're doing than than just the football game. Uh, that will be played. Yeah, sure, you're the head coach, but you're really helping mentor these these young men uh, in in their life. Not you know not just in football, but past football. Uh, you take a lot of time and, and invest in them personally, and that's very obvious. And and you don't see that a lot in, in a lot of different programs a, a, across the nation. Uh, mainly, they're just their players and their numbers and their 
they're, they're nobody's investing in them personally, but you have a much different approach. Talk about that a little bit. Well, thanks for saying that, Jason. I appreciate it. But so, you know, my background, here's who we have on the team. here. We've got a lot of broken kids, right? Um, kids that have been other places that uh, want another chance, kids that were here that didn't have much success. And, you know, we coach, um, you know, not all, but the majority of our team are kids that came up the tough way. And that's kind of how I came up. And I was a knucklehead. You know, I was in eight schools before the 11th grade. I was in so much trouble. I was just a really unmanageable kid. And then God did something in my life where he reclaimed me and gave me a chance to, a miracle really, to go to one of the best schools and be around one of the best mentors of young kids. And it changed my life. And so I feel like I owe. And this really is not about football for me. It's about ministry. And we call it building men for others. And I like to tie it in this way. And this I've I've learned really from talking to you um, is that, you know, I've never um, been a head coach in college before. And here I am a head coach at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, which is a state school. It's in the state system. So, you know, the taxpayers fund these schools. And ultimately, my responsibility, I feel like as a head coach, is to help produce people who will be um, additive, uh, quality people in the community, um, which is paying for them. And so, you know, to put back into the uh, community where the people that are writing the checks through their taxes for these schools, um, somebody that's productive somebody that you want to live next to, somebody that's going to coach your kids in Little League, somebody that's going to be a good husband and a good man, somebody that's going to start a business and create jobs, um, those kind of things, be, be, a, be a public servant. Um, so that's how I look at it, and I feel a responsibility for it. I really do. Well, that's huge. And, and to, to understand the gravity of, of where you're at and the impact that you can have uh, on, on the lives of, of, of these young men, uh, and to your point, that that you know, well past football, uh, g- games will be won and games will be lost, and 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 you know, you, you always want to strive to to be the best team on the field. But it's really what happens after after you leave the field, uh, where to your you know, to you get your investment back, right? And if you invest a lot, uh, right. you can expect a lot. And 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 talking to your players uh, who have such a you know just loyalty to you uh, and affection for you uh and some have been been with you uh, in maryland uh, in high school football uh and and some have come from the portal and 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 we'll talk about the portal in a minute but uh it, it is amazing to see just the respect that they have for you coach we're gonna have to take a break i don't know if you can come back for one more segment if you can that'd be great if you can't I would, totally understand i would love to love to. well you're listening to all things sane we're glad to have Coach Biff Poggi of the UNC Charlotte Football 49ers uh, on with us today. Uh, we'll be back in a moment after the break. Uh, we'll catch up a little bit more with Coach and uh, preview a little bit more of the season and uh, talk about some big things that are happening at UNC Charlotte. And welcome back to All Things Sane. I'm your host, Representative Jason Sane here on WSIC. We're broadcasting today from the legislative building uh, here in Raleigh. We're here in town for some veto overrides. The governor has been busy 
using his pen to tell us he didn't like the bills that we had passed uh, with majorities, super majorities, uh, that will come back uh, this evening and or this afternoon and override those vetoes. Uh, there's five on our calendar today. So that's uh, exciting buzz uh, in the political world of Raleigh. But we're talking football, uh, specifically UNC Charlotte, 49er football. Uh, I, my school, uh, my younger sister's school, my wife's school, my brother-in-law's school, we're huge 49er fans. And we are huge fans of head coach Biff Poggi, who joins us on the show today. Coach, thank, welcome back, and, and thanks for being on. Jason, always great to be with you. Always great to talk to you. Well, we're, look, we're looking at the season. We're getting excited. Uh, we, we've got a home opener on, on uh, September 2nd. Um, you know, this program is 10 years old, so it's, it's pretty young for a, for a football program. Uh, so you get it at a place where, you know, when I was a student at UNC Charlotte, that, that side of campus where the, where the stadium is, and it's a beautiful stadium that really everything around it's uh, all, you know, pretty shiny and new. Uh, because the school has grown so much. When I was there, it was about 16,000 students back in 1995 when I graduated. And now I think the uh, campus is somewhere close to 30,000 kids uh, who are enrolled there at, at UNC Charlotte. Uh, but particularly, we've got some great football players. And you kind of preview, you were able to do a lot with with the portal uh, and, and recruiting and, and going out and getting uh, what I think will be a very successful team and certainly some some fine young men. How did you do that, Coach? Because I, I think you're you're one of the most active uh, coaches who who were able to use that portal uh, in a very positive way. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good question. So you know, Jason, m- many people don't like the portal, and they say you know kids shouldn't be able to transfer and 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 all that kind of stuff. And and my feeling is, um, well, coaches can leave, right? So. I can leave or assistant coach can leave and go to another place and he doesn't have to sit out a year. Why should a kid sit out a year? So when we got down here, we went through spring, uh, we looked at the roster and, you know, they are all really nice kids on the football team here from last year. I mean, all really, really nice kids, but some of them were, were just not good enough to play at the level we're going to be playing at, which is in the American conference, which really there's power six. There's no such thing as power five anymore. It may actually turn into power three. Um, but, um, you know, we, we had to upgrade the roster, and we did. We brought in uh, 52 in the portal, and um, our portal recruiting class was ranked second in the nation behind Colorado. And um, we're very happy with the players we brought in. We brought in players from the University of Michigan, from Old Miss, from Maryland, uh, from Illinois, uh, from North Chapel Hill, um, you know, the South Carolina, the, the list goes on and on. And um, and as I said to you before, these are kids that, that something didn't work out for them the last place they were, and or you don't get in the portal. And, and then when you tell the story of Charlotte, it's very attractive to kids. So, you know, you tell the story, first of all, this is around 30,000 uh, students it is an unbelievable school academically and i'll be very frank with you i was surprised uh when i got here and i found out how strong the undergraduate programs were and the graduate programs are incredibly strong and the way i know that you might say well you're a football coach what do you know about that well here's the ultimate way i think you gauge how good a school is and that is do their graduates get hired 
and our graduates get hired because we teach things here uh, like informatics and um, uh, computer sciences and mathematics and engineering. These are all things that people need and they need in a huge way. And so our graduates get hired in really good jobs. And when you, when you tell that story and you pair it with the story of, um, you know, what Charlotte is as a city, uh, you know, number one banking city in the country, uh, Fortune 500, 1,000 companies moving here in droves, so much opportunity, so much growth, so exciting here. What we're trying to do on the football field with a, with a young program, kids just fall in love with it. So actually it was easy, and I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it was an easy recruit here. Well, that's right. And the way you described it, it is an incredible university. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm biased because I'm a product of it, but uh, you've got a, a great chancellor who's, who's leading. Sharon Gaber has done a great job. She came in during the pandemic, uh, not the ideal situation. You want to want to take the new job, uh, but she, but it's a, a great school. We had a long serving chancellor really last several chancellors have been long serving. So it's, it's, there's not a lot of, um, you know, changeover in the way that they do business the the the, the chancellors and the, and the and the and the academic folks that are that are there really have always been focused on getting to your point that 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 product at the end which is employable uh human beings who can then come back and, and contribute to society um and and so you see that that's attractive to because we got to remember these are football players but they're also students and and they realize too that you know, life's not always going to be football. Great if you go on to the NFL and and uh, you get to make a lot of money. But even if you do make a lot of money, you got to you got to have some brains behind it uh, to be able to keep that money from a from a personal perspective. Or if you do something entirely different than football after you play, um, and so that that in and of itself, I think, is uh, important as, as a recruiting tool. Uh, to your point, um, and to and to know that uh, as you talk to them, as they realize they'll have a coach that really. Invest in them personally, uh, I think it's also it just speaks well to, to you, to the university uh, and, and to those kids on the football field. I, I know they're going to start filling up the stands. That's going to be a new, new, new sensation uh, at, at, on campus there. We, we've had some good student participation in the past. That's, that's not knock what they've done before. But I, I think I heard the other day that the Navy, you got Navy uh, on my birthday, actually. So that's my birthday game, October 14th. And uh, that's, Last I saw, there weren't many tickets left for the stadium. I think that game might be close to being sold out, and I would, I would expect that the the the, the first two will be really um, hard tickets to get to, um, simply because there's a lot of buzz around the program, and um, you know, and we're we're look, nobody expects anything from us really. Uh, I think the consensus is we'll win two games. Um, we don't have that in our minds. And so our kids are working really hard. Um, and, you know, it, it takes a village, right? You know, you just don't come in as a football coach and bring in 10 new guys and, and as your staff members and recruit and have it all happen. You, know, you have to have a university behind you and you have to have the leadership behind you. And you mentioned Sharon Gaber and, She's she's been at places that have won. She she understands the important uh, importance of sports to a university, you know, especially football, kind of being the front 
sports of a university, many people call it. And, um, you know, she was at Nebraska for two national championships. She was at Auburn for, for a shared championship. Uh, she was at Arkansas, and she's been incredibly supportive. And um, so, um, you know, you have to have – and I'll tell you something. The faculty have been incredibly supportive. I mean – the dean of the engineering school just walked into my office one day and he and and just sat down and talked. I mean, it was just really incredible. And uh, so, I mean, it takes everybody. And 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 I think we've got a shot to to really build something special here. Well, I know you do, and I and I, the the excitement is just continuing to build. I've talked to to uh, you know, say kids that I was in school with. You know, they're adults now, but uh, when we were kids, you know, there just wasn't a lot of. Uh, you know, sense of community on the campus because one, we didn't have we didn't have a football team that kept people, uh, you know, in and around campus on the weekends. It's grown so much uh, that that culture has changed a lot. Uh, certainly, adding football to it has been a big part of that. Uh, but now you've got you've got alum who are out out who haven't been on campus really, and, and since we had football, uh, you know, calling me going, "Hey, I've never been to a, a football game at Charlotte, but but I'm hearing a lot about uh, this team and this coach, and I'm going to go this year." So I think that is going to continue to build and that buzz around the, the campus is really important because it's an economic driver too for our area. And, and as Charlotte in its own right uh, has, has a real, you know, uh, college football uh, uh, mentality as that builds, as it, as it, you know, like some of the other big college football towns uh, that people follow, you know, when you talk about going to Gainesville uh, or talk about going uh, to, to Maryland or, 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 you know, you, you know, I've been playing tailgates at, in Chapel Hill or, or at NC State here in Raleigh, uh, that will build too. And that excitement just continues to build and the buzz continues to build. Um, you know, and, and I want to wish you all the success in the world because I know you're working hard for it. Uh, and you've got you've got a lot of uh, uh, coaches that are working with you uh, that you've brought in your team and, and they're pretty spectacular too. I've, I've had the opportunity to meet meet some of them and uh, watch them on the field as they coach. And 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 they have certainly uh, adopted the the uh, the Biff Poji way of, 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 you know, really uh, ministering to these kids, not just on the football field, but, but outside of it. I, I think that uh, is, is to your credit as well. You've got a, you've got a great team from, from management, from coaching uh, to the kids that are playing ball. Yeah, we've got great young coaches. You know, I'm an old guy, but uh, we, I heard of six, 63 and uh, hired a bunch of really um fantastic young guys most of whom i've worked with at michigan or in some capacity and uh they are really sharp they work really hard the kids really love them and um and they love the kids back and so there's an infrastructure here that we're building that will last well past me being here and that's kind of what we want to bring to this school um well i know that's that's, i think that's what we're looking for well, that, that is a great mission, and uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to being a part of it. I know my son, our son Jackson, uh, Catherine and I are, are the alum, but he is he is a future 49er, and he has been just ecstatic about. Uh, he's he's ready to go, man. He's ready to play. So uh, uh, we need it. to watch him over the next it. couple of years. <laughs> but coach, it's been great having you on. We're we're running out of time, unfortunately. I'd uh, love to have you back on in a couple of weeks. We'll. Uh, We'll see how the season's going. I, I want to wish you all the success in the world uh, to you, uh, to those players, to your coaching staff. Uh, you know, just just the best wishes for you. We're, we're going to be a part of this, this 49er football culture that, that's really building. I'm very excited to be a part of it. 
I'm so thankful to be on, and thank you for all your help and support. And go get five wins today. <laughs> we'll do it. Take care. Thanks for listening to All Things Sane. Uh, Coach Biff Pogge, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, really, really appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week, uh, hopefully in studio, but we'll find out. We'll, we'll certainly be on. Thank you. <laughs>